I'm more amateur than, than you, Nelson. But I, I, and I remember one gig, I died really badly. It, oh, by the way, audience, dying is, is uh, when you do really <laughs> badly. Uh, if, if you're killing it, you're doing very well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. all deathly terms. But um, I mm. came back from this gig and I was like, why did I do so bad? And then I, I visualised the audience and the audience were, were all boys in their early 20s. Yes. And I was like, oh, we have nothing in common. <laughs> they, we have nothing in common. It's fine. Oh, that's why. That is saying that have you do you have a particular audience you prefer or are you more just are you less picky or how did that experience affect you i think because i'm a little bit older i think i think i'm i'm better with a bit older audiences i think older audiences find me funny if it's a really young crowd sometimes I mean, women is okay. Young men don't find me yeah. that funny. <laughs> but like, you know, older audiences and women find me funny. They don't find me funny either, Victoria. It's a hit or miss with that crowd. <laughs> How do you make really young of, boys laugh? <laughs> they, they, a lot of them don't know who they are, so they'll be like, why should I laugh? It doesn't make sense to them. But I have also noticed that um, sometimes the setting of the show affects the material. So um, one of the worst gigs I ever did, Vic, was in Norwich at an open mic. Uh, but it wasn't so much anything to do with the crowd. or the, it, it was just a setting. So it was an open mic, but not for comedians, for general talent. So the guy who came before me played probably the saddest song that's ever written. And oh. I had to follow that up. And I tried to joke about, you know the stuff comedians joke about, and none of it was landing. Just because this dude told some sad, you know. So sometimes it, 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 it's such a weird thing to figure out because you start picking up on these little things that the average person or even performer may take for granted. So if I'm on an open mic stage and I'll make sure that whoever comes before me is either not a musician and even if they are, they're going to play an upbeat song because yes. that that mood stays in the room and you don't want to come on after that and go, uh, hello, is everyone? <laughs> <laughs> are you there? Yeah, it's a little bit similar, isn't it? The, when the... The, the person before you has died completely or has said oh. something offensive. Um, I remember um, there was a comedian who was on, well, loosely termed comedian. There was a man on before me who said that his whole set was about how women aren't funny. And then I was on, I was on after him. And then I was like, oh no, now I can't do my set. I just have to rinse that man. <laughs> so, so then I just had to take the mickey out of that man for five minutes. And, and I didn't get to test my material, but it needed to, I needed yeah. to um, crush the tension in the room yeah. to allow the yeah. flow for the next comedians to be able to do their stuff. 
we we called that at Gonzo's comedy night. We called that the sacrificial lamb. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you need the comedian, right? Who puts the room? Uh, who, who makes things right? So let's say you have a comedian who comes in, uh, and then they have such a bad show that the whole room is almost. You need someone that you know damn well is going to change the mood because you you know as well as I do two bad acts in a row is too yeah. much sometimes people actually walk out you have to try to that official lamb I like that one I've done that one <laughs> a few times <laughs> because it, it would be a job to sacrifice your material and do whatever you have to do to win that group back so that the rest of us can look good yeah. And yeah. It, it's it's a big um commitment because you you know so you go out it's a whole night out and sometimes you only have five minutes on the stage or yeah. seven minutes on the stage and then when you're like oh no my whole of my wednesday night now was about being a sacrificial love the thing is the thing is I don't think it's a bad thing because I think that if if you're a comedian, you have to be used to working in uncertain conditions. There's been times when I've been looking forward to a show, I've hyped myself up, and then I show up, and then let's say a bigger name is on the bill. So I'm now thinking in my head, oh God, why did I even bother? He's so much funnier than me. You know, like all those thoughts get into our heads because, you know, it's natural. So you have to be used to constantly just convincing yourself, okay, whatever I had prepared is not going to work. Now time to get into the appropriate mind mindset so that this show can get done, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're dealing with so many variables at every point. Yes. Yeah. Even if somebody's drinking a drink really loudly on the front of the stage, you're like, well, I wasn't expecting to be heckled by you slurping a drink. (laughs) Everything is always bearable. I I was going to ask have you, do, do you. Do you do you how do what's do you do a lot of crowd work in your set, or um, are you are you comfortable with crowd work yet? I would say I've got a fifty fifty success rate. That's good. That's still, <laughs> that's still I, good. I, I, it's like it's either going to be great or really bad. Like it's never medium. It's either it's, it's, I'm either it's very funny. Be- or it, people are like, what the hell was that? And I can't wait to actually meet you in person and, and do a night with you. Uh, get some of that 50-50 heckling crowd work going. <laughs> yes, indeed. I look Thank forward to it. Thank you so much. Cheers, Thank Nelson. you very much. Bye. Bye.